You're listening to the Dad Whisperer Podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield. Be sure to follow her on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find out more about Dr. Michelle at drmichellewatson.com. That's drmichellewatson.com. Here now is your host, Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield. Hello and welcome to the Dad Whisper Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield. And if you're a dad who wants to add more tools to your fathering toolbox, then you've come to the right place. And even though I specialize in the dad-daughter relationship, you know that these tools also work with your sons. And the reason for that is because it's all about you as a father becoming more equipped so that you can intentionally and consistently pursue the heart of your daughters and your sons. Well, as we get started, you know the grid by now, but let me review it. It's just on your mark, get set, go. So dad, I want you to envision yourselves standing side by side each other, getting ready to run your fathering race this week. And I'm on the sidelines as your coach, cheering you on and saying on your mark, get set, go. On your mark is the topic or the theme, Get set, filling that in with stories and stats, and then go is always your practical action step so that you can put your love for your sons and your daughters into action this week. Well, today I have a guest coach joining me who seriously has more energy and passion and vision in his little finger than most of us have in our entire bodies. And if you think you're going to sit through this interview and be uninspired, oh, okay, you're gonna be proven wrong, I promise you. That's my way of saying, Fasten your seatbelts and get ready for a fun and a fast ride today. So my friend, my guest coach, is a longtime friend of mine. My husband's on his board. His name is Justin Bat. He's a connector, an innovator, a disruptor. Okay, he came up with that, not me. So he's, he's owning it and an entrepreneur. And he is on mission to reignite and restore fatherhood around the world and change the next generation. He founded a nonprofit called Daddy Saturday, and you're going to hear about that today, especially in the context of how he engages his daughter's heart. So trust me, Justin is a dad who walks his talk, and his teenage daughter is bonded to her dad big time. I know this one for a fact. That's why I invited him here today, because I want you as dads with teenage daughters especially, who are in that a little bit of a tricky era where there's more emotion, more words, and sometimes dads back off and say, here, mom, you go in. That is not my friend, Justin. He's a dad that says, that is my opportunity to, to press in, not to back off. So Justin is married to Heather. They have three sons and his oldest is 14-year-old Hayden Olivia. They live outside of Nashville, Tennessee on a farm with 11 Highland cows and two miniature ponies and lots of room to host and love people. Welcome, Justin Bat. Michelle, so good to be here. Thanks for having me. Glad you came over today. Well, here we go on your mark. We're meeting live in Nashville, Tennessee, outside of where you live, and we're excited to bring a message, aren't we, to dads of daughters to help them. Here's the on your mark, preparing your daughter to find her purpose and passion. And I think sometimes dads may want to project their own purpose and passion on their daughter's life. And you're a dad that says, nope, I want to find what her bent is, what her gifts are, and fan them into flame. So how about just to start out, tell tell everybody about Daddy Saturday. That's how I first met you and what that's all about. Yeah. So Michelle, over 14 years ago, my wife started a couture bridal boutique, wedding dresses in Charlotte, North Carolina. 
I was a corporate dad in the pharmaceutical industry, and I found myself at home with our daughter at the time, Hayden Olivia. We actually named the bridal store after her, Hayden Olivia Bridal. And funny story, when she was about two, she thought her last name was .com because we're talking about the website all the time. (laughs) So she would say her name was HaydenOlivia.com. That's awesome. And so it was easy with one child at home. You know, you're trying to figure it out. You're changing diapers and making it happen. But we added three more boys to the mix every subsequent two years. So I had four kids at home all day on Saturday for eight or 10 hours trying to figure out as a dad, how do I do this? How do we have fun? How do I keep them alive? Right. And, And have a good time in the process. And what I discovered was that if I was intentional, if I was engaged, if I had a plan for the day, then we could have epic adventures together, create memories that would last a lifetime. And everything changed when I started doing that. So we started planning our days and my kids began to come to me on Wednesday and saying, dad, what are we doing for dad on Saturday? And one of those Wednesdays, my middle son Mason said, dad, what are we doing for daddy Saturday? And I said, you just named it. We claimed it. I love That's what we're that. calling this thing. Yeah. And so it started in our backyard. It's just me engaging our kids and a moment where God said to me, Justin, you've got a choice. I've given you this time. Is it a blessing or a burden? Is it an inconvenience or an assignment? And how are you going to view that time? Yeah. And so I, I viewed it as my assignment. I viewed it as that blessing. And we began to, to make those epic adventures happen. About four years ago, I was then given the opportunity to do a TEDx talk on fatherlessness. And I recognized the issue in our country and in our world around the lack of biological fathers in the home, but also the children who um, don't have a father who's physically, he's physically present, but he's emotionally absent, right? right? right. And your husband, Dr. Ken Canfield, has done amazing work in this space and knows all these stats. Many of those have gotten from him. And what I discovered was I had a solution to that. I could help dads who were in the home reignite and re-engage their kids by being intentional, by being engaged and creating these epic memories, not just on Saturdays, but every day of the week in all their interactions with their kids. And then I also recognized that I had a solution to help um, those that don't have a father find some of the skill sets and the tools of what a father would give them um, as a result. So that was Daddy Saturday. It's now an international ministry. and A book by that yeah, a title book by that, that title written. as well. And so we've had a lot of fun with it. And it's been an amazing ride over the last four years. And stay right here up front. How can people get a hold of you if they want to? Yeah, so the easiest way to me personally is on LinkedIn. So at Justin Bat on LinkedIn. I'm B-A-T-T. very active there. B-A-T-T. Mm-hmm. And then at Daddy Saturday everywhere else. You can't miss it. Yeah, you can't forget that either. So did you engage your daughter differently than your three sons? You know, when she was little or even now? It's a great question. When they were young, it was easy, right? And we would do things like we did a slime battle one time where we made these giant buckets of slime. They dumped them on my head. We made these you know, pools of slime and had the slime slip and slide. And she was out there with her friends and the girls were involved too. And they were, they were younger, so it was fun. Now at 14, I don't think she wants to do a slime battle. And she doesn't engage in those things <laughs> as much. You don't think or you know. <laughs> yeah, I know for a fact. Um, and so there's things where in having three boys and one daughter, it's easier and probably more natural for me as a man to gravitate towards the boys and the boy things they want to do. And so I've had to be very intentional in that. And, and I've had to be okay at times with her not participating in Daddy Saturday. And you know what? That's okay. Because I find other ways to connect with my daughter outside of that day. And she's okay with that. You don't take it as personal rejection. You see that your daughter is maturing and you've got to mature with her. That's exactly and course right. correct. Rather than give her the message that you're hurt because she's not wanting to spend time with you. 100%. And so what I found, Michelle, in that, and this is a great principle for all dads with their daughters, right? Even if your daughters are older, mm-hmm. is that when you try to, to, to pull them in or make them, force them to do something they don't want to do, they withdraw. But if you let them go 
and then you move towards them, guess what happens? They come back towards you. It's the opposite effect, right, of what you think would actually happen. And so I let her go and said, you know what? You can participate when you want to. We'll try to create days and themes. You help us come up with ideas of things you want to do, right? Um, we did one Saturday where we did like a, a mini spa day and she, come on, I'd yeah, be at that one. I know, right? <laughs> and she painted my fingernails and we had fun with it, right? And, and did all the girly stuff. And the boys were kind of like, ah, okay. And they did it. Well, now Easton, my youngest, he loves pedicures. And now he'll go when they get pedicures <laughs> because of that. So we've made it special for her. But I've also tried to carve out those moments where it's, it's daddy-daughter time, where just the two of us can do our thing, even if it's not on Saturday. And what are you doing with her? You talked about, I'm doing things she wants to do besides spa day. What are you doing? Because some dads listening, I know as their daughters, like you just said, are withdrawing a bit more, wanting more period, you know, time than dad time. What creative ways? Because you seriously, Justin, I'm. this is not me just trying to, you know, butter you up. But you, you're like a genius. Like your brain doesn't shut off, does it? No, it doesn't. I mean, I think that's why you click with my husband. He Because you, you always have ideas rolling around. So I want dads to glean from your creative ideas if they're right now dealing with a daughter and they cannot come up with anything that she wants to do. Because I know dads go, well, what about this? And what about this? She's like, dad, that's stupid. I don't want it. And then they give up. So I think as dads, sometimes we also overcomplicate it. And sometimes it can be the simple things. And so take what you already have in terms of time with your daughter and find out ways just to be intentional within that time. So a car ride can be a time where it's used to sitting in a vacuum of silence, or you could listen to music together. You could talk about the song. You could learn about her interests. You can engage in conversation. You could play a game. I mean, everything you're doing in those moments can be engaging or interactive. One of my favorite things to do, our kids are now homeschooled. Okay. But when they did go to school, we would go to school and I'd drop the boys off. And then I'd ask Hayden and say, hey, can we take a lap around the school together? And we would just walk around the school, just the two of us, and have that time for conversation. And she actually loved that idea. And it was a chance for her just to connect with me and open up and talk about what was going on at school and issues with friends and girl drama and all the things that happened. And I was amazed that just by creating the proximity, yeah. it opened her up to be able to do that. And then the third thing I would say is that we're talking about finding and preparing your daughter right, to find their purpose and their passion. You can only do that by, by listening and being in that proximity, another P word. It's so important just to put yourself in their proximity. Yes. Um, I'm very persistent. We'll keep using the P another words. P, I love it. And so I'll walk in in the evening, right, before bed, and she'll be in, she loves to read. So she'll be in reading. So I'll just walk in, sit in the end of her bed and say, hey, what you reading, right? And she'll open up and talk to me. Well, guess what? Like, that's an easy win for a dad because you see her in the moment doing something she loves to do. So why would she not talk to me? She's not going to go, nothing dad right i mean <laughs> she's got the book right there in front of her it's like captain obvious so then we talk about what she's reading what's she learning why do you enjoy the story right why did you choose that book and then all of a sudden now i'm into it we're talking about something she loves and enjoys and we're communicating and every time you do that you're building a bridge right you're creating those moments where you're opening it up michelle you have been instrumental in my life right and your book and the questions that i can ask my daughter i've done i've implemented that right sat down with my daughter and asked her those questions and i think that's the biggest thing is dads just be curious be curious not critical not critical curious, curious. And then the final thing I would say is that uh, I have struggled with this a lot because it's how I was raised. I was raised in an environment where my results determined my relationship with my dad. Mm -hmm. And so my performance, especially in the sports field, would determine how I got love and affirmation from my earthly father. And it even caused issues with my heavenly father because I kind of viewed God the same way. It was about the scoreboard. 
right? And it wasn't until I received and learned that, hey, Jesus did zero miracles when he was baptized, and God still said, you're my son with whom I'm well pleased, right? His oh, scoreboard cool. showed zero at that moment, okay. right? So God is oh, about relationship, that. not results. Yeah. And that was a huge awakening for me. And so the same thing with my daughter. I had a tendency to be very critical of her. And I recognized that it was about the relationship and not the results. And so going into those moments where um, we still go get ice cream after the game, right? We will still talk about the grade, but it's about our relationship and not the results of what she's achieving. Because if you create that striving mentality in your kids, it can really challenge their relationship with their heavenly father, with their earthly father, and with their their peers and other men going forward in their yeah, life. Yeah, and within themselves. And because your daughter is a firstborn and I'm a firstborn, I put so much pressure on myself anyway. Mm -hmm. So then like when my dad, sometimes literally I bite his head off because of how he'll ask me like, what did you do today? I'm like, do you not think I did? Like a simple question. Like, what'd you get done today? What'd you do? I'm like, why are you asking me that? You know, why are you starting with accomplishments? Dad, I'm already doing so much. And poor dad. I mean, sometimes you guys are like, I can't win for losing. I'm not trying to start World War III. I'm just asking about your life. So I think a dad has to kind of build a bit of resilience in knowing that as his daughter is maturing, you know, your daughter at 14, she's got a ton of hormones that are awakening in her body and surging through. That, that means she's going to have spikes of reaction and kind of emotional turbulence and you can't take it personal and you can't make her think something's wrong with her because she didn't respond how she did two years ago right that is so good michelle and and this is a moment of transparency for me and vulnerability right like i'm not perfect by any means i screw up all the time even though i'm so intentional i'm like in this every day right there are times where i do bite my daughter's head off there's times where i am critical and it lands wrong and my intention and my motives are always good but that's where I come back to when we sit down and it's so important to apologize quickly. And we'll say, I'll say something like, you know what, Hayden, I'm really sorry that I responded that way. I came across extremely critical. And I, of course, you know, that is not how I would ever be towards you. I love you. I see you for who you are. God made you the way he made you. You're perfect in his eyes. You're perfect in my eyes in that capacity. At the same time, I want the best for you. And so what I was really trying to say was, Right? Or Once you really calm down was, your brain, exactly. it's not on fire. You can say to, what you meant. Yes, and logically get her there because it's still important. Like you still want to move them forward. This isn't like a cakewalk where they can just do whatever they want, right? I mean, I see the purpose and passion of what she's called to do, and it's my job as her dad to foster and grow that to get her there. And you just got to do it with the relationship intact at the end of the day, <laughs> yeah. and not break that down by being overly critical. And it involves, like you just modeled, Justin, coming humbly, right? Humble yourself, God says, in the mighty hand of God, and he'll exalt you. And I think it's the same relationally. Absolutely. When we humble ourselves and say, I was wrong, I'm sorry, will you forgive me? As basic as that is. You said earlier, sometimes it's the simple things. Mm -hmm. I think that is a simple but hard thing for a lot of men to do is to, in a way, kind of get down on their knees, if you will, before their daughter and say, I'm so sorry I responded that way, will you forgive me? But that's where, if you will, exalt, I'll, I'll use that word loosely, you're restored back relationally, right? 100%, 100%. That's exactly right. And, and so there's there's two principles that, that I would share. These are two game changers, Michelle. I have to get these out okay, on this podcast. Okay, I love okay? it, come on, So yeah. like if you take anything away, the tools you talked about, these are your two tools. One's simple, one's much larger. One involves a an Expo dry erase marker. And you know every daughter's got a mirror. And I don't care how old they are. And I started this early and I continue to do it to this day. And you ask my daughter, what are the four things my dad tells me over and over? I'll go in her mirror and I'll write it in there. And it's, I love you. You matter. I see you. You're beautiful. Yeah. 
Those are the four things that I want her to always know that I feel about her because that's how our heavenly father feels about her. And it's not performance. It's not performance. Say them again. I love you. You matter. I see you and you're beautiful. Those are the four things. And she doesn't ever say to you, dad, they don't carry weight anymore because you've said them too many times. No, because it's always a surprise. And it's, I don't even say them to her. I write them on her mirror. Uh Right. So when she sees that, that's like, that's, she's speaking that over herself. She's also internalizing those things. And so that's how you help her define her worth. And so no matter what she sees, what she feels, she knows her earthly father believes those things in her. I don't know if you knew this, but in my 12 years, uh, I guess my first men's conference was 2015. Did you know that's what I speak on? No. Messages on mirrors. And I bring dry erase markers and sticky pads and give them out right then. And one of my favorite stories a guy ever said is he, I saw him two weeks after that first conference, he pulled out that dry erase marker and said, I don't go anywhere without this now. And I travel for work. And so now I write on the mirror in the hotel room, take a screenshot, send it to my daughter in real time. But I have found that men have loved that because I've opened up as a woman going, the mirror isn't always my friend. I see every flaw. So writing on that mirror in your handwriting and even ones with the sticky notes, I've had, I've come to, you know, had dad show me the daughter's room when I've, I can think of Maggie and Reed, dad did the ABBA project. It was five months after the group when he'd written it, she had moved it from the bathroom to her room because she so wanted to save dad's note. So isn't that cool that we've both been on that page, but dads, if that's your only takeaway today, do that today. Go get a dry erase marker or a pad of sticky notes and you can even copy Justin. You don't have to tell him you got this idea from him or from me. You get all the credit, dad, and you get to affirm your daughter. Okay, what are the other? Yeah, so I call that R&D, ideas. Michelle, by the way. Okay. It's called rip off and deploy. So <laughs> please, dads, do some R&D here and take that. That's, That's the point awesome. of this, right? We should all yes. be collectively. And Sherry. Yes, it's know, a better world if we do that. Absolutely, come on. So the other one is this, and this is more involved, but... We do something called winner's travel because I believe as a dad, you're a winner if you travel with your kids and it's one-on-one with just you, dad. And this is so important for your daughters. I have learned more about my daughter in 72 hours taking her on a trip one-on-one than I have in 14 years of her life Um, because you're out of the rhythm of the, of the average routine. You've got her one-on-one, right? The communication, just the opportunity. Otherwise, you're going to sit there for three days and just stare at each other. So they open up and it starts to happen, the dialogue. How we do it is they get to plan the trip. And we, our trips are, it doesn't have to be expensive, extravagant, or extraordinary to be epic. But um, based on your budget, based on what you can do, plan the trip. It can be in the community next door. We've been fortunate to be able to go, took her to New York. Uh, we've gone to L.A. as her two trips. That's where she wanted to go. We did New York. We did three Broadway plays in three days. We saw the birthplace of hip hop. We went out to amazing restaurants, um, just had an absolute blast. And in that time together, I learned so much about my young daughter and that relationship. We still talk about what we saw, what happened during those moments. I mean, we're at, we're at a Lakers game. We're, we're, we end up eight rows up from the floor. We get to meet movie stars. She's still to this day. Um, we go to meet um, his name's um, Stephen Twitch boss, Sir Twitch a lot. He's a DJ on the Ellen show oh, yeah. and he's a great dancer. And Hayden was doing hip hop at the time and loved Twitch. Well, I reached out to him on Instagram. He responded and we were going to meet him in LA at Starbucks so Hayden could have a meet and greet with Twitch. Wow. He agreed to do that. So see dad, this isn't because, you know, again, there was some finances involved, but you can be that kind of creative. What does my daughter 100%. love? What is her purpose? What is her passion? 
and creatively find a way to to kind of wow her with something unexpected. You got it, right? And so guess what happened in the moment? What? We're walking to meet Twitch. Yeah. And Hayden looks up and goes, Dad, that's Sadie Robertson. And Sadie and Christian are walking down the sidewalk right by us. And I said, go grab her. <laughs> so she goes and grabs Sadie. And we have a conversation with Sadie and Christian for a couple of minutes. That's like her real role model right, she looks right. up to. So she meets Sadie randomly Aww. on the sidewalk. And then we go and meet Twitch right after that. So look, within 15 minutes, wow. she's just blown away. Trip of a lifetime, right? And all I did was be intentional. So to oh, your point, Michelle. I love that. That was Hayden's at the moment, at that time in life, her passion was dance, okay. right? Her passion was um, building a platform around helping girls identify their worth, hence Sadie. Okay, so, and we'll talk more about that after yes, our break because I want to hear about that. Those points that, that yeah. I was able to connect with, and she felt so loved, yeah. so fulfilled, right. so poured into and engaged just because of the intentionality. So take away the, the LA, the plane flight, the hotel, yeah, all the expenses. Yeah, go to the beach doesn't matter. Airbnb. It's the intentionality Something. behind it. Oh, I love that. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I want Justin to share about how in this season right now, he is actually, as he just mentioned, helping really, I would say, shape his daughter's upcoming purpose and passion. We'll be right back. Are you a dad who has ever desired a deeper connection with your daughter, but haven't known how to go about it? Let's Talk Conversation Starters for Dads and Daughters is the very resource you need. Dr. Michelle wrote it with you dads in mind. This book will support you with scripted questions, equip you to decode your daughter, and inspire you with stories of other dads and daughters. Don't wait any longer to be the hero you want to be and that your daughter needs you to be. So to let the talking begin, Head on over to drmichellewatson.com forward slash books and order your copy today. This book will become a favorite in your fathering toolbox and will give you the answers you've been looking for. That's drmichellewatson.com forward slash books. Now, back to the Dad Whisperer podcast. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield, the Dad Whisperer, here today with my friend and entrepreneur and I would say dad extraordinaire, Justin Batt. And I say that because he's so intentional, so consistent, so dialed in to his, I would say his daughter's heart space, but of course his son's. And today we're talking about him launching his daughter into adolescence. She's 14 years old and finding what she loves, what she's gifted in. We're calling that a passion area and then helping her live with purpose based in that, you know, in that way. I want to quote something that that I read about you, Justin, and that's that you love to unleash the unlimited potential inside of your kids and you want to help other dads do that. So they raise resilient kids who go out and change the world. So I would just love to hear how that's happening right now with Hayden Olivia as a 14 year old. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a great question. It's a big question. And what we've done is as a family, we chose to make the decision to pull our kids out of school. And so we're doing homeschool, but uh, my kids said that was lame. And so we <laughs> named it varsity prep. 
which is did the name of help? our school. It did help. Um, <laughs> okay. And we've, I've actually, you can't see me. I have a starter jacket on right now, like a varsity jacket, and we're actually making these for our kids. So they have their own kind of varsity jacket. As a surprise? And, as a surprise. Oh, I and love it. Branding and theming. And so, you know, we tend to brand everything around our house. <laughs> right. And, and that's, it is helpful to get them to do that. So they have their, their gear they can wear and be a part of that. Um, and we did that for a couple of reasons. One, because we just saw the traditional trajectory of public school, even private Christian school, which our kids were in was not going to get them to where we saw they could potentially be in God's calling on their life and what their purpose and passion was. And by doing a structured school, we could actually take control of that and help our kids reach their full purpose, passion, and potential. And so with Hayden Olivia, we sat down and we did um, an exercise where they didn't write their obituary. I do that with adults, but that's a little bit morbid for a kid. And it's hard when you're 14 to say, what am I going to do when I'm 97 and I <laughs> okay, die? Okay. But we did um, at your graduation of high school. Right. Write your write your commencement speech at high school. Uh -huh. And who do you want to be at that point in your life? What do you want to do? What are you passionate about? What have you accomplished? And it was an amazing exercise because it really they had to work through it and refine it a couple and of times. And what ages? Say what ages your kids so are. My so kids these dads are, yeah, hear my it. daughter's 14 and the boys are 12, 9 and 7. And so even the seven year old was able to do this. Uh -huh. And his was a little bit elementary and we helped him a little bit. But yeah. he was able to, to articulate a lot. And we learned so much about what they're passionate about, what they want to achieve. And they really put a ton of thought into it, which, which amazed me. And then from that, we did this, our purpose statement, I call it. And so it's the purpose of my life is to, what's the one word? And mine is to connect. And my life mission is Malachi 4.6, connect the heart of the father, the child, and the child back to the father. And so um, for me, everything I do is about connecting, right? That's my red thread. No matter if I'm in my publishing job or as an entrepreneur, or as a dad, or Author, networking speaker, this podcast, yeah. just, it doesn't matter. I'm connecting, uh -huh. right? That's my red thread. So that's what I want to help my kids do is find their red thread. I don't expect them to know what that is at 14, 12, 9, and 7. And it might change. And it might change, but they can start thinking they in, can that, have it in that yeah, process, no. which is what's so important, right? Because imagine if your kid, by the time they're 18, has an idea generally of what their purpose is. How valuable is that? You just change their life with that one thing, yeah. right? Because most most kids have no idea. They don't even know what right. they want to major in in school yeah. or yeah. what they're passionate about. So, and I would say even in the work that I do as a clinician, right? Sitting there as a counselor day in, in a day out. And even I, I did youth ministry for years. And more often I heard people say, I, I don't know what I want to do when I grow up. I don't know what I'm good at. Right. So you're saying as a dad, you're stepping in early and dad wherever you're you're at now with your daughter doesn't even matter her age now she might even be 25 mm -hmm. you can still have this conversation because she has life ahead 100%. where she has a god-given gift to change the world okay keep going yeah, and dad you have the power to unlock that but you got to be intentional about the process of how you do it so this is how we've done it and i've seen great success with it so through those two exercises she started to talk about the fact that she wanted to help young women understand their worth beyond what they're seeing in social media and all the challenges that young women face today. Okay, can I just be honest? Yeah. Again, I told you, teenagers are my jam. Like I've sure. I've mentored them since I was 19 or counseled them. I don't hear many of them say, I want to know my worth beyond social media. If anything, it's that is where I'm stuck. It's where I'm addicted. That's where I'm getting messages. Oh my goodness, guys, did you just hear that? He has a daughter who's saying something different than the culture is telling her, that ties to her passion and dad's cheering her on. Oh my goodness. Okay, keep going. And, and that was also intentional, Michelle, because she sees us go right when the world goes left and go left when the world goes right a lot. And far more is caught than taught, I believe. Yep. So she's seen this modeled over time. Mm -hmm. So it's no wonder that she's now also doing the same thing, right? She recognized that. So also an important point in there. 
And then from there, what we did was we said, okay, now that you have identified kind of what your, your platform is, how do you achieve that, right? What are the steps to get there? And she said, well, I've always been interested in, in pageants. I think that would be an incredible way to be able to develop a platform because I've seen if you're Miss America, right, then that you have a platform, instantly. you have a stage instantly, yeah. and then you can take that and use it for good. So if my platform is to help young women identify their worth, and they're seeing all these things on social media that are not truly identifying who they are, and it's not their true identity, and miss a pageant, like what better way to really like smack that in the face? Because it's all about beauty. It's all about the outside, right? And not that the pageants are all that, but that's a big part of it. So she can use that to really make a stand, right, for that specific platform. And then we said, okay, so it's in order to be Miss America, now what do you have to do to get there? Right. And it was, I got to start to do voice lessons because that's going to be my talent. Learn to play the guitar. Oh. I need to public speaking. I need to learn how to do interviews. I want to start a business and be an entrepreneur so that I can say I'm also creating revenue and building a platform. I have to start a nonprofit. Like all those She's things. She's 14. Uh, Michelle. And it's like, it's this crazy. This is phenomenal. But Another I unlocked P word. It. Yeah. I unlocked it. And that's what's so crazy. Because you said, how can I support you? Yes. How can I help you? What what can I do to help you meet people that you wouldn't meet at 14 without my support or my wife's support? Yes. Awesome. And then the last piece of this is then I looked at it and I looked at my wife and our principle in our house is that I try not to be the hero to our kids. Jesus Christ is their ultimate hero. But I believe that if I'm the hero, then what happens is I end up stepping in and I, I put myself in a place of pride mm -hmm. and I don't allow other people in because I try to do everything. Mm -hmm. So I recognize that I don't know a lot about pageants. I know about starting a business. I know about how to do public speaking. So I can help in those areas. Yeah. There's lots of areas that I don't know. I need other guides that can come in and help my kids. Like, I, I love dad as hero. I think it's so important. Dads, you are your kid's hero and you in always fact, will be. It is one I talk about Yeah, and I know it is, and right? you, you got to break uh, it down. But, but you got to break it down. I think that's where it's just recognizing the fact that you just don't try to do it all yourself. And I talk about it being an action step. Yes. You, you don't love a hero if they don't take action. That's right. So you're right. It's it's more not about exalting, but more about saying, get in there and, and, and do this. And do this, right? You know? and, and so you allow other people to come into your kid's life as guides. And so I have all these young women, even some young men surrounding my daughter, and they're giving her voice lessons, teaching her how to play the guitar. Um, she's got a, an up-and-coming country music artist who's just pouring into her. Um, she has other women who've done pageants, who have been in the Miss America pageant, right, that are pouring into her and teaching her those skill sets. And so she's now surrounded with all these amazing young women who she can look up to, who, are, who have modeled this and are modeling it for her. And are helping her develop in those capacities. And I know enough about you and what I know about your life that you guys invite those people over for dinner. And so, Dad, if you're listening, going, well, I don't have the connections Justin does or the energy or the influence or the momentum, you could start by just saying, who do I think a good role model would be to my daughter in an area of her interest and invite that person over for dinner? I mean, that's just basic. Oh my goodness, we could talk forever, Justin, but I wanna end with one thing. I end every show with a go step. So here's my last question for you. What would you tell the dad listening who wants to be as focused and energetic as you, but he already just maybe feels even defeated before he's even started? So if you were to give him one or two key action steps, I mean, you've given so many awesome ones today, but just here as we kind of wrap up our conversation, if he wants to start a journey with his daughter or maybe kick his game up a notch to prepare her to find her purpose and passion, where does he start? Mm. It is a great question. And I do get that a lot, Michelle. And I, I don't want to ever come across like I'm perfect. So we've talked about that here too. And I think it's important to understand that I'm just a dad like everybody else trying to figure this out. Yeah. Um, I just am super intentional. It's one of my superpowers, right? Um, so I would say this, dad, realize that your superpower is probably going to be sacrifice. And if you put that first, 
and you recognize the fact that you're going to have to give some things up in order to connect with your daughter, in order to put her first in your life. Um, and that may be giving up golf or giving up your hobbies or your interests because you're putting her first. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, um, that can really accelerate that relationship. So just consider that first and foremost is how do you, what could you possibly give up to make room for your best yes, which in this case would be your daughter. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's number one. And then two would be uh, just be intentional and start small. Look at your, your week and say, okay, in my week, what could I do? If it's 15 minutes, if it's 30 minutes that I would intentionally go to my daughter and say, can we do this? Would you do this? And it could be as simple as taking the dog for a walk around the block together, right? Start small and it'll open up more and more and more. We've been a big fan of date nights. I've been doing it since they've been three years old. Um, she gets dressed up still to this day. Um, and we go out and I show her what a man is supposed to do, open doors, pull out her chair, have great conversation, pay for dinner, you know, all the things. And, and so she's been taught that. So the guy she ends up with has a high standard. Yes. I know every dad probably wants the same thing for their daughter. So again, do something small like that, right? Start with a date night, invite her out. And I guarantee you that she may not say yes at first if she's a teenager, but eventually she'll move towards you. And when she goes to school and they see the pictures on Instagram or that she starts talking about it, all her friends are going to go, I wish my dad did that exactly. too. Right. And she's going to recognize true. that you're doing something different for her than what other dads are doing. And that's when you get that win. Oh, I love it. Well, On Your Mark today has been preparing your daughter to find her purpose and passion. You've heard from my friend, Justin Bat. lots of action steps. I have no doubt that you will probably re-listen to this podcast over and over to keep soaking in all of the great ideas he's given you. Well, as always, you can go to my website at drmichellewatson.com where you'll find free resources. You can sign up for my bi-monthly Dad Daughter Friday blogs. There's also a link to my books. Dad, here's what I really need from you, a guide for connecting with your daughter's heart. And let's talk conversation starters for dads and daughters. And remember, you can also subscribe to the Dad Whisper podcast on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify or Stitcher where you can listen back and share them with your friends. Well, this wraps up another week's program. It's been great to be here with you all. I'm Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield, the Dad Whisperer, signing off and encouraging you to make today a day where you intentionally and consistently invest in pursuing your daughter's hearts. Go Dads! Thanks for joining us for another edition of the Dad Whisperer Podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield. To find out how you can invite Dr. Michelle for your next event, go to drmichellewatson.com and click on the speaking tab. That's drmichellewatson.com. Dr. Michelle loves bringing practical insights she gleaned over the past few decades to audiences of teenagers, young adults, men's groups, or women's forums. Once again, go to drmichellewatson.com, that's drmichellewatson.com, for more information on the books, resources, and blogs that she has available. Remember, you can listen to the Dad Whisperer podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. And we'd appreciate it if you'd subscribe and leave us a review. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you again on the next edition of the Dad Whisperer podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield.